Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Nice, uh, warm Sunday. <laughs> Where are you living right now? Are you in Florida? Yeah, I'm in Florida on the Space Coast. So, yeah. Oh, very nice. I want to visit Florida so bad right now. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, as you're aware, we're in the Bay Area. And mm -hmm. we're still kind of like flirting with masks out here. Oh, and yeah, I heard. <laughs> oh, dude. And I know like, you probably... <laughs> No, I, you've been living in a world. You haven't had anything going on for like a year, right? Yeah, they. I, I don't remember when. Actually, I literally don't remember when. But yeah, it's been pretty open for a while. Yeah, yeah. We're still. Oh man, there are people driving around with two masks alone in uh, their car. There are still some here who do that in a car by themselves. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe they don't know where they fit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> maybe they don't trust themselves i don't know we did get a lot from the north move down here so maybe you know <laughs> yeah that is true i imagine <laughs> yeah i imagine that florida is catching a lot of you know uh you know a lot of california expats are going to arizona or right. idaho and i imagine you guys are getting a lot you know new, new York, yorkers DC. yeah 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 the yeah that the area went to texas and then got snow like, I know, know right? <laughs> and we got some this past winter. Uh, I can't remember. It was like up in the panhandle, though. So, yeah, yeah. it's very rare. <laughs> you know, I've I've only lived in California my whole life. And the yeah. idea of like, moving to Texas, it just, you would imagine a desert. I've been there. It's clearly not. But right. getting two inches of snow, I don't know that's what I would do. Deal. Yeah, that's a, yeah. It's like, what do I do? Well, with Texas, you get a little bit of everything because it's so massive. Yeah, yeah you've um, got, yeah, every season. Like, So, Sarah, are you are you Florida all the way through? Uh, I've been here for about 11 years, so I kind of consider myself a Floridian now, but I'm from North Carolina originally, oh, okay. so, yeah, yeah, uh, you Good. Know. <laughs> you're, still, you're still sticking with those, you know, the East Coast uh, Southern roots there. Yeah, I that, I love the Southern, yeah, hospitality. Yeah, it's just a different world. It really I'm, is. I'm originally <laughs> from Mississippi, so oh, I'm, so you understand? I, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to do my part here in California. Uh, oh, please do. Yeah, you know, save save this godless soul sitting across the table from I, me. You know, <laughs> honestly, I've learned so much from all the people that moved to California. Everybody yeah. else, I. Like, you know, what's weird is, uh, you know, we're in the Bay Area and we have yeah. the uh, infamous Zodiac Killer as one of our oh, heroes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Honestly, I never gave a shit about him until everybody I've met who moved from, like, New York or uh, what? We had somebody from Pennsylvania and they were just so into it. And I'm like, weird. Wow. I don't know. Wow. Because it just wasn't a thing for you growing well, up? Right. It's kind of like how you never take the uh, tour bus when you live in town. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. But see, but see right. on my side, you know, Mississippi, our tourism is primarily based upon gambling. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, right. actually, the Mississippi Gulf Coast is the second biggest gambling destination in the country. I had no idea. It's Vegas, and then it's in the Gulf Coast. Um, and then also, we also have the Blues Trail. So that's also sort of a touristy thing, but a lot of people do because the, there's not much else today. Right. It sounds like my hometown. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Sarah, did you move out to Florida to start film school? Because now, uh, just for context, people listening, uh -huh. Sarah submitted a film to the Unnamed Footage Festival that uh, we loved and we've selected. So we brought her on here. But what you do when you're on a film fest and you just kind of get a window into people's worlds, 
you kind of use the internet as like an investigative tool. <laughs> we just like poke around. You've got a website. We've got a lot of eye yeah. candy for us to chew yeah. on. <laughs> and um, I'm curious, like how you got into found footage and uh, your journey with film so far. Yeah. So I've always enjoyed the generic found footage, you know, just that experience. It's just, I don't know, it's so much different than the cinematic experience. Um, so like I was definitely a big fan of Paranormal Activity and Blair Witch Project. And, you know, like a lot of us do, you know, we may not have a lot of money, you know, it's a great way to really make something uh, that we care about and it's on a lower budget and a lot more logistics, a lot less logistics. Um, so this one came about, it was 2020 when we shot it. Um, the pandemic had just hit and my friend from LA came in town. Uh, she's actually Anna, the lead actress in the, in the film. She's like, Hey, I'm in town. Can we shoot something? <laughs> um, so I had Did this idea. Play Morgan? Yeah, she played okay. Morgan. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let me, you know, I started for, I had a version of the idea already in mind. I was like, we could do this found footage and book an Airbnb and just quarantine with a bunch of ladies. You know, it was all women. And we just quarantined at this house, shot this film and uh, made it happen. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, sir, we've programmed your film at the end of Saturday night, which uh -huh. is a, one of our favorite spots because yeah. We have so much heavy lifting all day and your film is, God, it's like a perfect party movie. And <laughs> yeah. it's so like, it's almost like the third act of the Blair Witch, but mm -hmm. like ramped up. And right. I, I have a theory that we might be able to get into later of what's going on. Yeah. I'm curious, like what made you want to tell a story about a mom whose daughter was abducted by a cult? Well, um, I guess you may have seen in my blurb, um, I was in a church cult for about six years. <laughs> so I, you know, in, and then I also had been in a very toxic relationship, not a, like emotional relationship, but like in a business relationship with a producer. So, and then the pandemic hit and it was, you know, creating this story about a mom going into the woods. And I always like to add soul to my stories. Like, what, it's got to have some meaning to me, you know? So I started forming it around a cult and just experiences I had with gaslighting and, and toxic relationships. And uh, that's how this kind of started just growing. But yeah, uh, the, the cult, it, so it was built out of the cult, the six and the symbol in the film. I was at the church cult for six years. So that's my mom actually hand drew that symbol. Um, yeah. And if you, <laughs> if you look at, it looks like a snake guy, but if you actually look up close, it's a middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, uh, yeah, it was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. Another thing. All the people that move into California, uh -huh. they have a much deeper, uh, connection with religion. Like my mom, yeah. she wow. always told yeah. me, I should have made you go to church more. And I know <laughs> like, you've grown up with like a church and yeah. Like everybody who moves in. And I don't know. I'm kind of jealous of the interaction now. Well, so I, I'd like to. Yes. So I, I grew up, you know, um, Southern Baptist. Yeah. Um, oh, know, me too. Church. Well, independent Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Th that's what that's what I wanted if, if, you know, to dig in a little bit there because yeah. you know, there's, a, there's a lot of different, you know, sects of the church and yeah. it can get really weird really quickly yeah. yeah um and it can get uh very abusive and off mm -hmm. uh you know what the main goal of christianity is and, and right <laughs> to love so, people yeah so so yeah. i mean you know my experience growing up in the church was overall a positive one 
Um, and you know, I left on my own volition. Um, I am still dealing with the effects from that from uh, certain members of my family. Uh, because so <laughs> I can you know, imagine. Just the, you know, the cross I have to bear. I don't yeah. know. You told me about some upbeat bodybuilders. I was really into that. Oh yeah, what were those what? guys called? Because um, I immediately want to call them what they're called in the Righteous Gemstones. But uh, oh, I can't remember. <laughs> like the Power Troopers. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. So it was. A, it was a group, and the Righteous Gemstones on HBO. They are. Uh, parodying this to a T. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, cool. so it's just yeah. a bunch of muscle guys who uh, do they break uh, bats and rip phone books in half for Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, to each its own, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> wow. That's intense. <laughs> wow. So, so yes, sir. So, I mean, you know, growing up, you know, when you say a cult, kind of help us paint a, a, a little bit clearer picture for that. So, I mean, I grew up independent Baptist, like very, they're very strict, um, like women wear dresses to church, you know, like uh, just, you must be there every service, uh, just very, uh, strict, you know? Um, so it was like priming me for being vulnerable to a cult. Um, I kind of had this point where I was like, you know, God loves me and I want to receive it for myself type of thing. And then I just kind of fell in love with God. I like had a period where I was just like, Oh my gosh, God is amazing. Cause I was like briefly suicidal in high school. So I, finding God for myself was a big deal. And it helped me through a tough time that someone can love me unconditionally, which is what we all want. And that doesn't have to be from God. It can be from anything. You know, we just want to be loved unconditionally, you know? And so I just had this God phase where I was just like, Oh, I just want to do whatever it takes. And I want to help people. Like that was another thing. I loved helping people and um so i was like the perfect target for a cult church um that was like we're gonna we want to serve god we want to help people and yeah i want to help people right you know i want to do good i want to be a good person i i love god and so i was like the perfect target and um fell for everything they said because they were saying the same things i was but when you get in it becomes a whole nother story uh and it's almost if you could picture Scientology without the buildings, you know, like it's, you know, like <laughs> that's a big part of Scientology. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just the way they brainwash people, the structure, um, us better, bigger than them, like pretty much all checking box, all the like for a cult, like literally, if the leader said we're moving to South Africa tomorrow, you know, pray to God, do it right now. God wants you there. You're a slack, you know, Jesus, you know, it's like most of that church would move to South Africa tomorrow. That's how, how much power, like um, the best way I can describe the, the leader is like Jim Jones talking right. like yeah. same, like the way he says things, the way he phrases things, same power over people. So um, it was hell. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, everything's gauged on a scale of what they determine and basically free slave labor. You know, it's like, you know, human trafficking in another form. So um, yeah. I know. And, and, you know, the the very unfortunate thing with this is that, you know, Sarah's story is not uncommon. Right. Yeah. We, we yeah. see these things happen all the it time. It truly and, is. Yeah. You know, I even, you know, back home, I see it. Um, now, you know, I, I think that my level of familiarity with it is a little, you know, outside um, the center of the storm. But, you know, yes, you, you, you see certain things mm -hmm. and you raise your eyebrow of like, yep. And you see personalities change. 
and you know they're not around anymore and then you mm -hmm. learn about this thing and then you learn oh what is this thing and <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I don't i don't want to speak too much on this because i'm i'm posing a lot of um theories about this because i don't particularly <laughs> like this person. uh but oh, you know okay. I, there's I, an individual yo yes there's an individual oh, okay. that, that, I know, uh, that i grew up with mm -hmm. um that started you know uh his own enterprise of sorts mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, next thing I know, he's got a uh, couple teenage girls living with him and his wife. Mm. And, uh, oh, I thought you were talking about like, oh, I had a friend who got caught up in the church. But you're talking about a guy who opened the church. Yeah, who began his own church. Start, yeah, <laughs> well, it, it starts it, 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 in certain circles. Um, you know, it starts with Bible study. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It just kind of grows yep, from there. Mm hmm. And then now it's yeah. like a thing. And then, you know, it just, um, you know, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Because, totally. uh, you know, like you said, it's that Jim Jones thing. It's, it's, it's a personality. It's a charismatic. charismatic yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. That's where it all starts from. And then, you know, you learn the background of these people. And the majority of the time, these charismatic people, these charismatic people, they're hustlers. They're just looking for yeah. a new thing, and oh, yeah. they're looking for people in dark places um, who yep. will say yes. And yeah. you know that's that's the thing, and that's um, that's a very predatory thing, and it's a very common. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned it's so Jim true. Jones, another yeah. local hero. That's right, Bay Area. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was listening to um, this podcast, Martyr Made, and he did a long, long deep dive on Jim Jones. And oh, I was talking nice. to my parents about it because, you know, when you get involved in something, you just kind of anybody who will listen, you just talk at them about it. Yes. Yeah, so that's been my I process <laughs> with you for seven years. <laughs> and, no, well, my parents, it was funny. Their reaction was just, oh, your aunt like went down there and it was just you could tell oh, that like my kind of like I don't, I don't want to call it atheist because they weren't really driven against religion, but they're yeah. very weary. And you could tell it was kind I of being like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just parallel to stuff like that. Like being right next to it and being like, you got to be careful. Yeah. You don't want to like get yeah. hooked up in there. Uh, absolutely. That's why I was like, this guy could literally say, do this thing and everybody will do it. Like, you know, like stop reading this book or, you know, and they were very into government conspiracies and really extreme. And yeah, it's amazing how much power they had over it. And like, if, they wanted something from you, whether it's labor. And I'm talking like labor, like 10, 12, 14 hours a day for something you didn't, yeah, like in, in a position you didn't care for um, or had any skills in. It doesn't matter. You know, you do you love God? Don't you want to be a good person? Then you'll do this thing. You're not, you know, don't be prideful and, you know, like and use scriptures and beat you with them. Uh, yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, yeah. All right. I, I, again, you know, I, I, I just have some some um, begging questions here and I, I'd like to know, you know, how how this ended for you and how you, you know, you, you, you got there and you, you know, on your own journey outside uh, of that nonsense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, was there was there elements of like, um, you know, I know foot washing is a big thing. Was was that part of it? Uh, no, not so much with this one, actually. Okay. Uh, okay. No, they're, they're a give. They're big into giving, like literally. Okay. No, yeah. and, no, and no snake handling. 
Actually, no. They would make fun of the snake calendars because okay. oh, oh, they're that's crazy, interesting. and you know, everybody else drinks the Kool Aid, you know, but not us, you know. Yeah. So that's right. So they would always say, "Drink the Kool Aid," you know. So you ref- the Jan Jones reference, you know. So you think, "Oh, I'm not drinking the Kool Aid," you know, but it turns out they're high on the Kool Aid. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Yeah, it, it's it, even some things are good. You know, you want to give to people. And if that's like generally what you love to do, you do want to help people. That's good. But they turn it into something evil, you know? Um, yeah. So and then they put your relationship with God on the on the balance, you know, on the judgment seat, you know, so if you don't do what they want. You know, you're a bad person. You're disappointing God. You should get saved. You know, like you're, you know, so it's pretty messed up. So at what point did you realize that you had to get out and when did you get out? So I, crazy enough, even though I knew things were wrong and I was literally having like traumatizing experiences all the time, I wanted to, you know, I was actually running their productions department without any training, like in film world. Um, and I wanted to learn. I loved creating films and I just loved doing it. And I felt handicapped almost because I was like, I I don't know. I don't know all the tools, you know, I want to learn. I want to learn. And I finally decided to go to film school. And that's really what caused me to leave. It took me about three years to realize I had PTSD uh, because it was deprogramming, like without even having anyone to help you deprogram. So uh, it took me a long time to you know, break it apart. What, what happened and, uh, really put a label on it, you know? So, yeah. Now, when you got to film school, did you have any, uh, like what was your experience with film before? Do you have any like big influences or particular filmmakers you like? Um, Well, I always put, like, I always keep going back to Steven Spielberg in the traditional way, like, and people like roll their eyes, like, oh, of course, you know, but I, he's just got a way, I like realism, like, I like how he can make something like dinosaurs feel like a realistic experience, you know, mm, or yeah. a, a big shark, you know, it doesn't matter whether there's aliens or whatever it is, it, it makes you feel like in the audience, it's real, and there's just something about it, and I always loved his his like he doesn't have like and he has some things he does stylistically but i love how each film he he considers that's the style is the story that is dictates the style for that you know so i loved how his mindset was and of course breaking apart what he did as a storyteller was always just admirable to me but then eventually i got introduced to more kubrick and and other fantastic storytellers that i'm also a fan of and they do impact my work and i love just what they do from Nolan, the, you know, the newer ones or Chazelle, you know, um, to the, the greats, Kurosawa and all them. And, uh, yeah, Scorsese. I love it. I love it. Did, um, did they pepper that in, in film school? Oh yeah, absolutely. So we, they went around, uh, different filmmakers and we digested yeah. their style and yeah, it's really great. <laughs> now, hold on. Let's go back to Spielberg because the last yeah. episode we recorded, Clark was saying how he refuses to watch the Goonies. What uh, else? Uh, what? <laughs> never watched, uh, what else we got? The bunch. Stand by me. Stand by me. That's not, oh. that's not Steven Spielberg, but okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Steven. I was about to say. <laughs> no, but, uh, you're, you're not a big fan. Okay. <laughs> Look, that's not, I wouldn't say that's fair. You don't have to answer that either. No, I, the Amblin thing is not really my thing. I, I'm there with you. You know, um, new Amblin. Oh, E.T. Yeah. Back to the Bay Area. E.T. Chris Columbus. N- <laughs> nothing to me. Okay. And the Goonies, 
never now uh, look yo jaws please get out of here it's one of the greatest right, films of yeah. all time uh there's no question mm -hmm. uh but you know when he made Lincoln was in Lincoln was the biggest just <laughs> pile of nothing. It was a lodge. I'm not uh, sure if that's a word, but it yeah. feels appropriate. Yeah, I didn't like Warhorse either. So I can say that wow. easily he has some greats and then there's oh, you know, some not so great. So. The post was horrible. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I think Steven Spielberg yeah. is oh, yeah. He's like the master of modern film. Like he created the blockbuster, right? Right. But he, I think his type of movie is also dead. Because so yeah, that's Steven true. Spielberg. Well, yeah, because J.J. Abrams no. killed it. <laughs> no. Oh, that's true. I can kind of agree with that. <laughs> Spielberg, he's the master of hiding the production. Like you watch a movie mm -hmm. and you just, it kind of washes over you and you're not distracted yeah, yeah. by the camera. Yeah. And I think now that's kind of helped create the kind of passive, uninteracting uh, audience that we have at home. Where you yeah. just kind of, a movie's on and you know what you're going to get and you don't really think about it. Right. Which is literally one of the reasons why we had to start this film fest because found footage is so counter to that. Right. Every, movie, every pan, the way you make the movie, the way the movie's edited, it's all supposed to be done by a character in the film. Yeah. So it all informs you. I don't, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think his day is past unless you have like. Yeah, no, I think I, I mean, like, I agree. I enjoyed Ready Player One from him, but not as yeah. an auteur, you know, like I enjoyed it because it had some interesting elements in it. But yeah, I think he's like, I hate to say it, he's an auteur from the past that we can study and learn from. But today he is doing a lot more misses than hits now, you know, <laughs> so I didn't even see West Side Story, you know, like a lot of I his. Do want I, to I see didn't. <laughs> Uh, like there was a few recent ones like I didn't have the I want to go see it because it's Spielberg you know like I just didn't you know it wasn't engaging to me it just didn't connect with me and I just for some reason just didn't have the you know to get out of my seat and go see it so yeah, yeah. it's funny because you, you mentioned Ready Player One and I feel like the thing audiences walked away from that was just the IP like montage like people loved seeing all the characters together right but, but otherwise they're kind of like okay and it's yeah. like, hey, Ready it Player is. One is. is a massive technical movie. Like that movie would have been crazy in the 80s, but. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is very nostalgic. Yeah. 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 That's what I think I really enjoyed out of it. Cause in, uh, you know, Spielberg, Spielberg had a good friendship with Kubrick, you know, so. Um, so as a filmmaker, I think I took more from it than an audience member. And, you know, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so much so he ruined Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> I'm you know, <laughs> I love Eyes Wide Show. I'm trying. I'm trying to elicit Randy to turn his camera on, but it, you know, Kubrick's <laughs> right been mentioned three times and he didn't jump out. So, sure. all uh, right. Well, so now you're in um, quarantine and you're hanging out with your girlfriends and you're going to make a, a found footage movie. Yeah. Now, at what point did you realize you didn't want to be on camera? Uh. Most of the time, I think all the time. It was funny because a producer friend of mine was like, why didn't you be the filmmaker? <laughs> like, um, I was like, oh, uh, I just don't feel comfortable in front of camera. You know, I'm like the behind the camera person. I'm there uh, with you. Yeah, I just get awkward whenever there's a camera. Like if you had me do a recording for you for 10 minutes, like I would be re-recording it like 3,000 times because I'm like, you know, so. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I recorded a review for a, uh, a 
we have some friends out in Liverpool and yeah. they do a regular YouTube thing and they wanted yeah. me to do a review of um Megan is missing. Uh-huh. And I recorded video for it. Oh my god. It is so <laughs> cringy. I have the file on my computer. It's so hard. <laughs> I want to delete it every time I see it. I'm yeah. like, I want to just erase that memory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. We're here talking to you on video now. I mean, we're not sharing the video, but. <laughs> no, well, this is fine because it's engaging conversation. But if I had to like perform in a sense, like it would just be over. It would be totally different. Okay. So <laughs> now, now you, you mentioned you don't want to be on there. You don't want to be on camera. Your yeah. cast. Oh my. I've, I don't think I've ever watched a movie where I liked every member of the cast. <laughs> yeah. Like Morgan, oh, yes. Jessica and Vex are just oh, like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's I when I so when I watched it with Clark, I had already seen it. Yeah, yeah. Like, All right, pick a pick a favorite right now. Like you gotta like I almost want to cheer for individuals in here. And I'm yeah. curious, were they are they all your friends in real life or did no, you cast? Just just Anna was my friend. Um, like I had worked with her since 2015, so we had developed a friendship and artists. You know, like I knew what I could pull out of her. Like I knew how to characterize her ahead of time because. I just knew her. Um, the others, I one I had Jessica had worked on like one project and she auditioned for another found footage project that I had to shut down when COVID hit. Oh. So um, so I kind of knew what I could pull from Jessica. Um, and uh, Vex was a she also auditioned for that found footage project. So I she was already fulfilling the persona I wanted. So like I pulled, I made sure they had traits already that because it is improv. So, um, so I wanted to make sure that it was already in their system, you know, like I knew that they, they would portray those characters. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Now, Vex had some personality that you knew already. Yeah. Now, she is quite intimidating in this film. I believe some of her first dialogue is uh, an argument. <laughs> and right. It's like, her, her, man, she just pops off of that damn screen. And I, I don't know. I yeah, couldn't help but like so cheer great. for her. Yeah. yeah. So how is she in real life? Is she just she's as intimidating? Oh, no. She's totally opposite. She is so sweet. Um, and she was the newest out because I had relationships with Jessica and Morgan actresses, Anna and Laura. But she was the first one coming to this house and was like, who are you guys? You know, and was like taking, you know, leaping in with us on this crazy journey. But yeah, she's totally nice, like totally an awesome person. Um, yeah, she's totally different than what you see on screen. Yeah. <laughs> now, did, did you script out this movie? Did you have like a, a kind of? I, out, I did an out. I did an okay. outline, and um, they the girls only knew what the characters knew. Starting it, um, they actually had never all met each other before, so it was genuine like meetings. So that was the way I choreographed it. I only had personal meetings to discuss their characters. So when they met each other's characters, it was the first time you're seeing them meet each other's characters on screen. Excellent and I just decision. yeah, Excellent oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, totally all outlines, and I basically knew the outline. I knew where the story was going. I would give them prompts, each personal private prompts, for, you know, for each scene, and let them just go at it, you know. Um, and yeah, it was really great to see the surprises, and uh, it was genuine, you know. So that was fun. <laughs> also, I I, I do want to throw some commentary about the character of Vex. Is that mm -hmm. you know, I, first of all, I don't know if I've heard that as a um, name before, as a first name. Yeah, but the reason why is because I'm familiar with the term uh, with the word vexed, and that means problematic, 
That's that's what I meant. I'm waiting for Sarah to call me a genius. <laughs> uh, well, uh, so I basically gave him a letter of the alphabet because I knew how they would be credited in the in the credits. So I gave him a letter of the alphabet and said, pick your name, you know, and you'd be comfortable with it. And even they introduced each other. They didn't want to know each other's real name. So they would always, you know, so that improv would be more natural. They always knew each other by their screen name. Um, but Vex, Justine, she picked the name Vex. So um, that was just, nice. and it was, she wanted a strong name, you know, because her character is real strong, uh, being a tracker and all that. So yeah, she, she just, that, that was the name that she was drawn to. So yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you gave, um, you gave the other actress the letter Y and she chose Jessica. Yeah. 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 And well, and the idea, was, yeah. Oh yeah. She really, she's a, she's more of a method actor, which works great. Cause pretty much all of them were method acting. Um, but she was a method actor. So she, she's like a yes character, you know, like, yes, you know, so she really was drawn to that name. So it worked this out. Is great. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Damn it. <laughs> We're only 20 minutes in, but I already want to start talking about theories I have about what's going on. Oh, in this okay. Because like, yeah. okay, the <laughs> no, there's so much in here, and I don't want to ruin it. because I want. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> there's a lot to digest. <laughs> so now, here, so I'm curious. There, there are a lot of scenes at night where we're in a tent, and clearly yes. you're not in there because Mm-mm. it's all of our characters filming each other. Many yes. nights. And now I know with like Willow Creek and um, the Blair Witch, they they cultivated moments like this by having production outside the tent, like kind of fucking with the people in there. Mm -hmm. And I get the feeling you might've been doing that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and they nearly quit a few times (laughs) because they were so terrible. Actually, what was more scary was the woods itself. Like the Florida jungle. Like, I mean, talk about you hear everything and you don't know what you're hearing. Like it just fucks with your mind. Like, so, uh, yeah, so they had no idea what I was going to throw at them each night. So their reaction was authentic, and you know that yeah, it was all them. <laughs> you know, so where where did you film? Did you film in like a nature reserve? Where um, where were we? Kind of, it was near Ocala Forest, but like a forest off of Ocala Forest. Okay. Um, so yeah, we were kind of like south east of that um it was just a nice area it worked out it's actually literally neighborhoods like nearby so if they wanted to like walk they they would not be stranded but yeah (laughs) now you know again i i'm lived in california my whole life we don't even have weather out here (laughs) i think of camping in the florida jungle i just Uh, imagine crocodiles under every bush (laughs) (laughs) there are no crocodiles in north america dinosaurs and I, I just them walking around. I'm like, oh my god, they're incredibly yeah. brave. Yeah. Well, there was coyotes, which they're scared of humans. Um, so coyotes weren't a threat, but, um, but there were when bears. They, you, they will eat you out of your butthole. No, what? they won't. <laughs> coyotes will. They attack the butt first. Oh my gosh. How do you know well, that? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that, that, that's interesting. <laughs> um, there were Florida bears. Um, we oh. were in bear country. Um, no gators because we were away from water, so we didn't have to worry about gators. Um, and snakes. Uh, I think I saw. I actually nearly stepped on a, a little tiny snake. Um, but they're like the non-poison ones. And then I freak out, and then I'm about to step there again. And there's a second motherfucker 
right there. So it was like that, but that was the most we've seen of snakes, but, um, lots of chiggers. Those, those oh. are the worst. Wait, oh what, my what gosh. Like a, they're like really tiny and they itchy like hell. And they can, and if you step in a nest, which is common, they will be climbing all over. It's like a horror movie. They're just climbing everywhere and it's so yep. itchy and you got, you know, you got to have a serious shower to get and they're like not coming off you know so they're definitely like a nightmare <laughs> yeah it is it's from, yeah are they um, ants or spiders or bees they're what just it, they're i mean if you, know, you know yeah if you know what a tick is you know like oh this, no it's like super it's like a tiny tiny version of that but they're, they're so small and they'll be everywhere there's like ton of them it looks like a horror movie it's like they're you know all over they're, they're bed so, bugs that don't sleep <laughs> yeah Pretty much. Uh, so, like, everybody had to wear long socks and, you know, long sleeves, everything to keep them off. Um, just make sure you're covered because they suck. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Sarah, how, how many days were you out there filming? Um, we were, it was, uh, it was eight shoot days um, with, I think, like, four or five, I think it's five nights in the woods or four nights. Like, technically, some of the characters leave. Um uh, so yeah, it was about seven days total, but then four or five, we were hardcore in the woods. So yeah. God, how much staying through the night? Yes, they did stay in the night. Oh Lord. <laughs> Except the last two nights, uh, they went, we heard a bear noise and it was like, we're done. <laughs> and we put, so we camped the tent in the, cause they wanted to stay method. So they put the camp in the Airbnb like yard <laughs> so uh so that second the last night they were in the tent in the yard and then the next one i think all the characters are gone or well I'm, i don't i think i'm spoiling it now um, <laughs> you know oops uh so anyways so most of it yeah it was in the woods <laughs> now were you doing anything else to kind of create a heightened anxiety like i know at one point their food uh turns yeah so about that yeah <laughs> So, yeah, like they pretty much had the cameras the whole time and I would give them prompts during a day uh, and I wasn't with them during a lot of the daytime stuff. So what we would do is we would take go and do a visit and make sure they had everything they need, like legitimately, like make sure they were okay. There was literally like, uh, you know, not far from civilization. And we were just like on our phones um, while they were recording their scenes. And so when we come and do set visits, we would all have a routine. We're going to take your bags. You know, that's it. We're just going to take your bags while y'all refresh or, you know, you know, get more whatever you need. And uh, and then that's when we would do things. <laughs> um, and there was a lot I didn't include that didn't make it into the final cut. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I stole a lot I of things. I was going <laughs> to ask you about that because <laughs> the one thing with found footage movies is you usually have a director, writer, star, editor. And mm -hmm. they're kind of, you know, behind the driving, uh, behind the steering wheel the whole time of the production. Right. Now, not only are you not one of the cast members, but the cast has two cameras. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, how much footage did you end up with? Um, it was about 35, 36 hours in the, you know, in the final whatever collection. Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, two, yeah, two cameras. So. Yeah, a lot of footage uh, that had to be cut together. And then there were times where one wasn't shooting and the other was. So it was a lot of really stressful, like lining up all this footage. Um, yeah, so that was really interesting. 
<laughs> there's a, a moment um, towards the uh, third act mm-hmm. where they're, they they reach a location in the jungle mm-hmm. and they, they're interacting with some stuff. I'm trying to be very careful here. Yeah, I know, right? It's hard. <laughs> and one of the things about found footage is I, I can't help but think of the editor in every moment. Mm-hmm. And I know you yeah. have two cameras and there's a particular moment where there's a reveal and mm-hmm. the other camera woman steps in front of the shot. And mm-hmm. I just remember thinking, oh, that must have been like cutting this <laughs> oh thing must have been intense yeah. because yeah. yeah, they're really not like when you, when you watch a movie like The Sacrament, again, mm-hmm. with Vice and Jim Jones, we, we have filmmakers in there who their steady hand and trained eye is so apparent. Right. Here, it really feels they're like not, this is yeah. some recovered footage. Yeah. So, how much of a nightmare was it to edit this movie? It was a massive nightmare. I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, there was one whole entire dramatic scene where Vex told Morgan to put down the camera. So I have their feet for an entire scene of amazing drama, but it's of their feet. <laughs> oh, so great improv ladies but uh we gotta get it on camera so yeah but it, but it really works well like you said it does feel more found footage because it's not all perfect you know it feels like authentic like these ladies went out and shot it themselves so it didn't I, work out but it was held to edit that's for sure um oh and some of the audio would pop out like it had these amazing mics on the cameras and they wouldn't plug the audio in all the time <laughs> it would just be dangling you could see it in the other shot the wire just dangling you're just like oh my gosh <laughs> what the hell Jessica's supposed to be a filmmaker why didn't she yeah yeah mics? Well, that was part of her characterization too, is that she didn't so much know what she was doing. So oh, yeah. it kind of worked. You know? So um, she was kind of a BSer in a sense. So um, it did work out for her characterization, but not well, so much for editing. As, as all like, filmmakers are, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, I, well, you know, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, it's funny how deep those characters, Jessica and Vex, are because mm-hmm. you have Morgan, who's like a grieving mother who's on the brink of losing it. Like she's yeah. going, she's hiring a tracker and a filmmaker to go in the fucking jungle yeah. to find a cult. Yeah. And she's really got, she's got this weird book and you're like, where'd you get that book? And right. she's got this idea of the color yellow is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then yes, you know, Jessica, she comes in and she's kind of looks like she's trying to portray like a nineties filmmaker. Like she's got like fishnets yeah. on her hand and yeah. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> are you, are you really a filmmaker? But then you also got Vex. Yeah, who's coming in with masculine energy? Well, she's yes. it's like Vex reads to me as somebody who is like running from something or is insecure, and she's putting up this front. Yeah. Also, Ooh. I'm like Vex, you're not a tracker. Like, why? Like, you had <laughs> <A> that terrible <laughs> tracker. <laughs> when that map vanished, okay, you know, oh, late yeah. spoiler, but deal with it. Uh, yeah. Out, I was like, oh god, and you yeah. know, there's always this this subtext that like. You're dealing with a cult in what feels mm-hmm. like kind of a rural area. Every character feels like, are they in that fucking cult? And for a while, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, Vex is going to kill you. <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> did you give them like details of where they should be from? Or did did they both like create that 3D character they played? 
Yeah, well, that's where the talks before the shoot was. I individually met with all of them several times to discuss their character and where it was going. What did they want? All the typical things to build a character. Um, like they knew who they were, like individually. It didn't matter, which is like the way filmmaking really is. You, you really doesn't matter what the other characters want. It wants what your character wants, you know? And so that's all they knew coming into it. And it really came across like their individual personalities. That was amazing yeah i mean Um, you really lucked out there because they created two characters that almost like form a perfect yin yang yeah like jessica's kind of like diminished as the story goes on and gets really Mm -hmm. like almost like in a like metaphorical fetal position yeah Vix, it's like the claws come out like she yeah yeah, she's like she's ready to throw down and then morgan Morgan, who's kind of like unfazed and is just driven. She's focused. Yeah. yeah. She's just fucking dealing with these people. She <laughs> yeah. She said, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> you, you really captured. There's a thing I like about found footage, and it it doesn't have to be like, uh, I mean, I have to be careful here. There's just like a raw energy that you can get mm-hmm. in like a found footage film. And yeah. it shows up in like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's work too. Like, anytime right. you have an element of chaos in your movie, I think that's where I really like attuned yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can feel it just not being present in the tent or out there. Like they're really they're on their own, but they they know what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And I just love watching that unfold because you don't know what's gonna happen. Right. And, yeah. And, you know, to compare that with Steven Spielberg, you always know kind of what a traditional Hollywood arc is gonna be. Yeah. And you, you learn the beats and eventually you don't even have to look at the fucking screen. Yeah, anymore. it's a, yeah. The typical with, structure, yeah. You can't look away from the fucking Zand order. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> that's great. I mean, how? So you've you've shown it at other film fest. How was the reaction there? Like, have you seen uh, it live in a theater before? Yeah, the I have. It was at one festival over here in Florida. Um, unfortunately, it was. It's like it seems like we've been official. It was during the Halloween weekend. Yeah, but it was in downtown Orlando where everything shuts down to do Halloween things. So it like the attendance dropped like massively during certain periods where our film was screening. And even they were learning. They're like, yeah, this isn't working. Um, Plus they kind of had a thing with masks. So they were, I think it may have turned off some of the audience, but I won't go there. No, it's, um, you know, it's yeah. something that we think about too, because even though like we're uh, the complete opposite over here and we're still kind of like buckled up, I yeah. just don't know if people are going to be ready to go out. And honestly, I feel yeah, like, right. yeah. Uh, I feel like, so we bring this up a lot, but um, the unnamed footage festival festival three, we mm-hmm. kind of ushered in COVID literally <laughs> the week after it ended. We went, they went full lockdown. We went lockdown. <laughs> and now I feel like uh, the stars have aligned and we're back and it's over. But yeah. I just hope people know. I hope, yeah. I hope they're confident. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think this festival was dealing with. It was their first time going live too. And even though it was in Florida, they wow. just didn't know how to brand themselves with, you know, it was so you could, and plus it was in downtown Orlando where parking is so sucks already, but then their Halloween activities blocking all these streets. And I mean, you're from a big city. So uh, mm. I mean, or to picture <laughs> LA being partially shut down, you know, yeah. or certain like downtown areas, that's what it was like. It was like a pain in the ass even for me to park. And I came early, you know, um, barricades were up everywhere. So I can understand why, but I had a great reception from those who did show up. Um, that was really cool. 
um, they had some cool questions and they were just like, whoa, you know, so that was neat. <laughs> what is downtown Orlando like? Is it all just fake building facades and it's just like a real movie set? Uh, yeah it's typical city like that's the way i can it's typical like boring city um it's yeah it's parking sucks i don't go there normally <laughs> um cl- uh, there's like clubs and downtown life happening so there's a lot uh, of darkness in downtown Orlando. <laughs> yeah I, I exactly can, this know, stirs I, things up <laughs> um yeah so anyway so it yeah it's not fun <laughs> so they shut down for halloween do they have like a big celebration out there or well, a lot of the clubs, like literally we would be, even during the day, there were people walking around in costumes, like, and I'm talking what? club costumes. I'm not talking like oh. adult costumes, you know, <laughs> like I'm talking like adult costumes, you know, um, like a lot of the clubs are down here on the downtown. So that's what all the main streets around this theater were shut down for the, all these events where all these clubs and bars were having contests and things like that. So it was interesting. <laughs> wow. You, you, in one moment filled my life with fantasy where I imagined <laughs> oh, everybody in costume yeah. and then you went adult yeah. costume. And it's like the Freddy Krueger costume. I imagine turned into a like very skimpy. Hot oh yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. That's it. Trick or treating and like celebration. No. Like, no, no, this is definitely full adult. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Power to the film fest trying to like bring some horror out there during late October. I mean, I feel them. Yeah. Yeah, it that I think it maybe if it was in a different spot, it would have been maybe a little bit different, you know, more people would be more receptive to horror films, you know, um but yeah, it was just a weird setup with the COVID being back and then downtown yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a bad combo so yeah it was interesting to see like the attendance just massively drop um they had a lot more during friday uh of that week but yeah it was not good <laughs> so sir you you mentioned that you know the, the cast they they knew they had the character stuff down you met with them individually mm-hmm. uh but when they met they met for the first time and then there was yep. sort of an outline of what was happening but yeah there are points in the film, um, seminal points in the film, mm-hmm. to where the the team encounters certain challenges, puzzles, yes. per yes. se. Yes. How much did they know about the elements involved with those situations going in, mm-hmm. if any? Uh, nothing. <laughs> Um, yeah, literally, uh, sometimes I'd had to find ways to get their attention that there's something waiting for them. So, um, then, then you'd get some of their reactions that got in the film. Um, but they would literally open up their tent and just go with the flow. Like (laughs) that that comes across, across. especially, you know, we we have one thing where it's a, uh, sort of, uh, behind door number one situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Boy, you could feel that tension. They did not want to open any of those up. Yeah. Oh well, my gosh. Leave the tent. Every yeah. time they're like, oh, you want to go out? They're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I had to make sure there was always a character that was like a certain way. So it wouldn't, so they wouldn't all seem, okay, we'll go after that strange thing in the woods. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, no, real people wouldn't do that. So I had to always make sure their character dynamics made sense, that they would go and do this thing. And Morgan was key because she was like, we got to fight yeah. this. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that was, yeah, they didn't know at all what, what to expect at all. And that scene, it's funny, that scene actually was much longer. That's how long it took for them to <gasps> get through. It was so intense. So, yeah. <laughs> now, okay, so there, there are three ladies in the tent, and they're filming each other. Was it yes. just you in the dark in the jungle, or did you have people with I- you? I had a production assistant and art director. So I had two people. Um, my art person was never with me, with me as the PA was with me. Um, and we couldn't use our flashlights. So, cause they would see us, yeah. you know, so we would be walking through the Florida jungle to set shit up and like, hope no one sees us. Like sometimes uh-huh. pop our phone light up and hope, you know, nothing distracting, but yeah, it was like, so creepy. Um, but your eyes do adjust. So it gets a little bit better. It actually is kind of less creepy than if you use your flashlight, everything darkens around you, but it's still like crazy, creepy. <laughs> It's it almost so sounds scary. like you had the harder job here. <laughs> it was, yeah. And you had to be super quiet and like, can't see anything. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> so, so when they were shooting, they never saw you. No, no. That was the idea. Is that, you know. <laughs> and, Except for the production it, check-in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, oh, yeah, that was it. I mean, we had more hands-on towards the end where there was a lot more happening. But, yeah, they, yeah. If they saw me, they were told not to see me, you know, um, but, you know, just ignore me, just move your camera and just keep going on. So there was a couple points where they did catch me, but kept going. Um, but most of the time I was hidden and tried to stay because the cameras can go any, they're improving. It could right. go any direction. So I had to make sure to co- totally be hidden. Um, it was funny. There was one scene in the very beginning where it was the first night and I was on this main road and I'm just like walking on the main road, like crouched down (laughs) and then they swing their cameras and they see me just like right there and pretend like I don't exist. And it's like so awkward and it's like, Oh, do you see something? It was so funny. It was like part, I think it ended up in their dialogue. Like they saw something. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was kind of weird, but yeah. No. You had two cameras, 35 mm-hmm. hours of footage on each. You're looking yes. at 70 hours to cut down. Good math. Of two different <laughs> films. Like, No, I just want people to realize that when you cut this thing down into an hour 10, like you are, you're trimming the fat here. And uh, yes. one, I want to say uh, we d- deeply appreciate that. When we see a runtime of like 70 minutes, like oh, I mean, yeah. everybody's swimming in content now. There's fucking yeah. Hulu, Paramount Plus. There's right. Netflix, and it's yeah. like. When you see an hour 45 runtime or two hours, you better earn it. You're like, who the hell are you? <laughs> How dare you get right. an extra half hour? And, <laughs> I mean, we are blessed that found footage films, we get editors who cut them down. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. So, was um, that in, yeah. were, were you in pursuit of just keeping a very like uh, quick and like well paced movie? Were you just trying to be entertained or did you have to like just throw a lot on the floor. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I honestly planned for too much. Like I didn't know like how much this would compact together and how much couldn't be used. And, um, you know, so it, I planned for too much really for the film. So a lot ended up on the cutting floor. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, I've been telling people there's kind of a little bit of like a saw element to this movie and we're, we're almost at an hour mark. So I'm curious, was there any like, I don't know, trap element that just got completely removed from the film? Yeah, there was one, um, and it was the second night one. Um, there was a table. We put out a whole dining table, so the girls come upon this, like, 
dining table in the middle of nowhere. Um, and there was like bugs and shit and, uh, <laughs> and a, a little poem, you know, they had a little puzzle to solve, uh, and then a gunshot, which actually part of that ended up still in the film. Um, I just cut out the whole table and repatched it, you know? So yeah, it, there was a whole dining table scene that was really creepy so <laughs> and a lot bring of gun out and fire it. Uh, no, I had a, I had a really pitiful boom box that had a gunshot on it. It was terrible. Uh, it wasn't very realistic. I did have, I, I do have a concealed carry, um, in Florida. Rad. I probably should have just shot it in the ground. <laughs> 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 we were out in the woods. Nobody would have cared. It was normal for her to hear gunshots. So, cause there's hunting areas. Like yeah. we weren't in that one in a hunting area, but like, yeah, like <laughs> I probably should have just done that to get that reaction. <laughs> Yeah, but the girl still did decent, you know, with reacting to my fictional, boring gunshot that sounded cheesy. <laughs> and, okay, the last thing we we got to know, where did you wrangle all these bugs from? Were we at a bait shop like the morning prior? Uh, yeah, I stopped at several bait shops to get a variety of bugs. Like, I wanted options. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wanted the most creepy, nasty things that, yeah. <laughs> those, were, those were nice worms. Was that, were those uh, Florida night crawlers? Yes, yes, I had those. <laughs> yes. Oh, he, yeah, lots of those. He directed me. We were watching that damn movie. I'm like, dude, check out the worms. And he's like, they're Florida night crawlers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I yeah, love those ones. Those look great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All the crawlies were real. That was awesome and uh, creepy. <laughs> well, fuck, yeah. Sarah, thank you so much um, for finding our fest and submitting. Yeah. Really, you know, again, Saturday night, it's going to be a rough day. We got a lot of heady films, a lot of slow mm -hmm. pace, and we're going to end this thing with. This, this kind of energy that you can only get in found footage horror and the kind of filmmaking that you can only get when there's no rules. And yes. we have failed to mention this. No men. Oh, I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's I don't, so good. Now, here's the thing. We live in the Bay Area and we get a lot of yeah. fucking virtue signaling. We get a lot of like, oh, yeah. You know, it's just like empty gestures. And, you know, yeah, I watched yeah. this movie and I just remember thinking, dude, there's, there's no men in here. And yeah, it's kind yeah. of amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just love it. Like, I love that. Like, if there was a dude in that tent, I feel it would have changed the whole thing. The energy would have been different. Yeah. 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 I do. Well, yeah, because it would have completely negated, um, you know, Vex's vibe. Yeah. Or, you know, like, if Vex was a dude, you would just hate him. Yeah. Instead, it would be so I, typical. It'd be so yeah. typical, you know? Like, we've seen this before, you know? No, there, yeah. There is incredible depth with Vex. <laughs> And, yes. and I oh think to, to, yes. to put a penis in that tent, we would have ruined. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Ruined <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she did amazing. Yeah, it would have totally changed it. It would have been a different, like, and, and two, I was, like, glad because it, Blair Witch had two guys and a girl, you know, yeah. like, this was just different. You know, I wanted it to be different, too. Well, so, another thing yeah. you broke up there was the Blair Witch, you know, I mean, it was such a pivotal movie. What mm -hmm. a lot of people took from it when they were were, like, basically ripping it off was that they thought we need a dynamic of like a, a bullheaded kind of cameraman. We need a, mm -hmm. um, a right. strong female lead and they're just going to clash and the whole movie's fighting. And yeah. it's, it's the dynamic just, 
I don't know. It gets so tired after a while. And yeah, it, it does. Well, you broke it up by just having two cameras. And one of mm-hmm. them's kind of the host, like our lead, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. And it like that element is just completely shattered. Like it's like this is like the Blair Witch, but yet not at all. You're right. Yeah. Well, that's what I was aiming for. So I was really because I was like, I really want this to be our own, like, you know, story and experience. And uh, yeah, so that really did turn out really well. So (laughs) I wonder I wonder what our Bay Area audience is going to think when we're I am so curious because I always think of the end and like, you know, looking back at the clues because there's a lot of clues to who these characters are. Every person is significant in this film. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just we're gonna. This thing's gonna be like, hey, out of the Florida jungle comes like a micro budget <laughs> film, and it's it's fucking bonkers and it's amazing. And I feel like people are gonna come in here with like judgment because of Florida. Like, I don't. Our country's at a weird like uh, it is. standoff. <laughs> and it is. We're gonna come in here and find a movie that's full of like incredible like feminine energy, like even the yeah. clip, like with the yellow theme. Yeah. I'm like, yes, and they steal the little girl like. I, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be challenging people in that crowd to be like, what did you come in thinking and what do you leave thinking? Yeah, yeah. I'd be so curious because it does leave open ended about who that cult is and who's who, who's who, you know, like so. Yeah, right. there's a lot of clues in there if you look for them. <laughs> All right, Are, you got anything else for Sarah? I want to wrap this up and give her my theory. I don't want to put it out there. For oh her. yeah, oh yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> Chomping at the yeah. <laughs> no, Sarah, we we love the film. We are uh, super, super, super excited to show it. And again, you know, it's and to be clear, this is a coveted spot. We gave this to <laughs> but, you know that 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 closing well, night, uh, the first night of the festival. That's um, that's we got totally big shoes honored. to fill, and so you know we um we always make a very conscious decision there, and I think that we're going to have a, a a great success. And um, again, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's truly an honor. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.